Hello everyone and welcome to another one shot. Now, as I spent a large portion of March 2022 watching the entire run of classic Doctor Who, I thought it was any right to jot down my thoughts on some of the monsters and villains that stood out to me and to present those thoughts to you lovely folk. So let's get right into things. Now the Autons. The initial introduction of the Autons in the Pertwee era is pretty creepy and any follow-up encounters proved to be even more so. The idea of having living plastic that can take over anything made of such a material is an intriguing prospect and the show proves how effective a hostile takeover could be in reality. Whilst they may be puppets of the Nestine, the Autons are still a deadly force and not to be reckoned with, and I still have a vivid memory of watching all the plastic chairs suffocate a man to death. It was one I will never forget. Now the Cybermen, sometimes these unnerve me any more, uh, more than any other Doctor Who monster. Maybe it's because of their emotionless state, but it is truly haunting at times. Now this is especially true when you remember that they were once people. I do think this largely depends on their aesthetic, mannerisms and vocal patterns. Some are certainly more horrific, while some border on pantomime villain. But the Cybermen not only want domination, but to constantly upgrade and perfect their bodies and those of others. It's an interesting real-world quandary wrapped in a sci-fi packaging. Now the Daleks. Genuinely evil, and I could just leave it at that. But what makes a Dalek possibly greater than pure evil, although isn't that the end game of being naughty, in a realistic context, is that whilst they are a sci-fi representation of real-world hatred, that's the issue. There are people like that out there that think like this. The ultimate in ethnic cleansing that Doctor Who has to offer, and as with the Cybermen, several factors determine how unsettling and genuinely scary I find them. But they are always evil. Always. There's no reasoning with them, and if you're not a Dalek, you're nothing to them. Now Davros, often evil, a megalomaniac with a mad lust for power. Sometimes though, Davros comes across as a bit of a boring villain, with his more interesting appearances focusing on his desires of survival and purity. I'm of course not saying that his views are right, but they are a little bit interesting and more substantial when they follow this suit. Now I also find it interesting when his own creations fight both for and against him, even amongst themselves. Now the Ice Warriors I initially felt a bit sorry for, they just wanted to go home. But of course, this quickly turned into them becoming murderers and then wanting to take over the moon and the earth in later episodes. Although, to give them some credit where it's due, later appearances also saw them showing diplomacy and being part of the Galactic Federation. Of course, the actual creature is locked away inside the giant green shell, but that's not reason to think they are cowards. The Macra uh, are gigantic evil crabs that brainwash a colony and want total control of everyone within. They love to feed on the gas that gets mined deep below said colony, and the whole idea of a state government that controls all was quite interesting to see presented in the mid-1960s. Whilst they themselves don't have much screen time, they leave an impression, and I think this is often the sign of a memorable antagonist. And don't think their claws won't get dirty though, those things are big. Now, the Master is an evil and devious man. However, there's also often a devilishly charming side to him, even though he is a man of violence. There's no hiding his obsession with the Doctor in a sort of Batman-Joker dynamic, at least that's how I see it, and he doesn't necessarily want power for himself, although this is sometimes his end goal. Instead, he seems to simply relish in meddling with the affairs of other peoples and planets. He's self-assured and ruthless, but as I said, he's damn charming too. Now, Omega... One of the OG Time Lords, so I was led to believe. His intelligence and power are clearly demonstrated through his appearances, but so too is his madness. I initially did have some sympathy for the lonely bugger though, and he was certainly wronged by the other Time Lords. However, wanting to destroy everyone else who had nothing to do with this is uh, a little bit rude. The Rani is a very, very clever woman of science. The Rani also appeared to be extremely gifted in her knowledge of biology and her handling of potions and concoctions.
She is above the petty squabbles of the Doctor and the Master, and is certainly respected by them both, even if she's out to do harm. She's more into discovery rather than straight-up domination, and it gives a little bit more of intrigue to her character. So she may lust for power at times, but she's willing to get her hands dirty for it. Now the Raston Warrior? Dope. That is all I have to say about him. Uh, the Robot? I'd say this is basically the stereotypical big-ass robot that you would expect to see in a sci-fi show. That said, there was an interesting take giving it a conscience, and having the military might simply going guns blazing, while Sarah Jane tried to understand the humanity to this machine, was quite thought-provoking. However, and it's not a fault of the shows really, but the CGI when the robot was huge was ludicrously outrageous. The robots of death are a protagonist that uh, antagonist that I remember terrified me as a child, alongside the aforementioned scene of a plastic chair suffocating a man. I can confirm that when re-watching these episodes, they still sent a little shiver down my spine. They may be the classic robots gone bad, but they are creepy nonetheless. Again, like with the Cybermen, maybe it's the humanoid face that's just devoid of emotion. Now the Sea Devils, which I'm pretty sure are another species of Silurians. These fiends seemed a bit more fish-like than Lizard though, clearly evident in their facial design, which I'm a big fan of. What they were big fans of seemed to be fire and explosions, although there is some contradiction here, seeing as they emerge from the sea. But I suppose water can burn, and I've seen it happen. Now, the seaweed. Um, of course, if the seaweed in the ocean was actually an intelligent and malevolent life force, then it's quite easy to see how these beasties could gain control of the planet. To give them credit, we have ruined the oceans, and so don't we deserve it, really? Let Mother Declature reclaim what is hers. Shark Eye. I can sort of respect a man who wants to be the greatest chef in the universe. He's certainly one of the more uniquely qualified characters to pop up in Doctor Who. All he really wants to do is expand his palate. Of course, your opinion on this may differ depending on your dietary outlook. However, you should know that this man really loves his meat. Uh, Sill is a horrible slimy humanoid worm hybrid. A greedy and revolting villain and the literal definition of a slime ball. I want to speak no more of him. The Silorians, who in fairness during their initial appearance, do try and make peace and give chance to those living already on Earth, and make friends with the human race. Or at least that's what the one Silorian tells the Doctor that he's willing to do. Um, there is logic in lizard people sharing the planet and living in hot areas that are quite uninhabitable to us, but ideal for them. Of course humans mess this all up, and some of the Silorians also cause their own downfall. The design of these beings is pretty rad though, I think. The Suntarans, in their various appearances, are always very militaristic. There's glory in fighting in, uh, and in war, and boy oh boy do they love to repeat this mantra. Aesthetically, they're evil humanoid potatoes, but I do find their design incredibly amusing and often pretty gross. Although, they can be deadly if they need to be. And they prove this on several occasions. With that in mind though, I'm unsure as to how they've not conquered everything when their cloning process is apparently so efficient. It's a bit odd. Uh, the War Machines, to me these felt like lesser Daleks, i.e. they want to wipe out humanity, but the difference is they felt more like Doctor Who's version of Skynet rather than evil robo-Nazis. Finally, the Zygons. I often found the Zygon voice to be quite vexing and difficult to listen to, but I have to give them credit for it being distinct. My main concern was how slimy and gross they were, as well as the cheek of wanting to subjugate humanity and take over the Earth just because their planet is gone. That was a bit rude. I was a fan of their shape-shifting abilities though, lots of potential there. So there we have it then, just a little rundown on my thoughts about some of the original monsters featured in classic Doctor Who. Even if I like some more than others, I can't say there are any I detested seeing on screen. 
and some, or rather most of them, had similar motivations, i.e. a lust for power, but aesthetically, at least they were different, and I respected that. As always, thanks for checking this post out. All video versions can be found on the Jewel Shocks and Daydreams YouTube channel, any written versions on the blog, and all audio versions on the podcast feed. Uh, Jewel Shock Dreams on Twitter, Jewel Shock underscore and underscore Daydreams on Instagram. But for now, stay safe, take care, peace and nooks.